Well, if you would, if you got your Bibles with us tonight, or just pray, or I just ask you to please turn to Second Kings chapter four. Second Kings chapter number four. We're going to observe a common lesson tonight that's in our Old Testament. And the premise is somewhat like a Sunday school lesson, but we're going to turn it into our Wednesday night service tonight, but we are going to just observe a couple of deep truths from God's word tonight. Second Kings chapter four. And we'll begin in verse one through seven. Is your custom to stand as we read the Word of God, or is that how we usually do things? How about we just stand? How about we just stretch our legs for a little bit? Let's stretch our legs. Second Kings chapter four, verse one, and it says, "Now therefore cried a certain woman of the of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead." And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go, borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors. Even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought uh, the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said, Go, sell the oil and pay thy debt. And live thou and thy children of the rest. Let's pray and we'll open up our Wednesday night service. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this wonderful Wednesday night. I just pray that you please still our minds. Help us, Lord, to open up our hearts as we read your word, as we let it burn within our hearts. Help us, Lord, to observe this message that you have for us tonight. I thank you, Lord, so much for the opportunity, the good folks here, and and Pastor inviting me just to fill his pulpit for tonight. I just pray that you please help us to do a good work for you. Help us to grow in grace and the knowledge of Lord Jesus Christ. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Tonight I'm going to talk to you a little bit about this story or this uh, idea of being the filled vessel. Being the filled vessel. So, I have an illustration for us tonight, and that's, I I, I preached this uh, message the first time in a nursing home. So, I have four different vessels. Is it okay if I set things up here? Okay. Just want to let your pastor know that he's, he's got some dirt or something up here. He knows what it's from. Okay, so, our passage of Scripture is on this widow woman. Now, she had two sons, and her two sons were... I don't know exactly what age they were. They may have been young sons. They may have been sons that could you know, do some work. But obviously, they were young enough where they couldn't really take care of her. Okay, And so she had some debt. Her husband died. Her husband died and uh, basically left her in dire straits. She had a situation. She had uh, a situation where she didn't really know what to do. So what did she do? She went to the man of God. 
she went to the man of God and asked what the Lord would advise her to do. And actually what happened to her, to her is she, she had this creditor come and she, she had this debt she had to pay. Well, what she had to do, and, the, and then she went to that man of God and that man of God suggested that she go borrow some vessels. Now I'm going to emphasize a couple of things here. I just want you to put that in your mind because it's going to come back in the message as we get further in here. I just wanted to kind of as right now our introduction to kind of explain a little bit of our Bible lesson here. So she went from him and shut the door. So she went and borrowed all these vessels. Okay. So think of it, if you will. It's not like a canning jar that we have here. Okay. So they could have been all kinds of shapes and sizes. They could have been skinny vessels. They could have been really tall vessels. They could have been really wide vessels. They could have been really short vessels. But whatever it happened to be, she went and borrowed from all of her neighbors. She sent her sons out and her two little lads went out and they went out and tried to find these vessels for her. And so when she found, when she got, when the boys found all the vessels they, they could, they brought them to the house, and then after that, she shut the door. She shut the door, and then the man of God told her to take that little cruise of oil that she had, that's the only thing that she had left in her house, and to pour out. And to pour out. Okay? Now, let me draw a little bit of parallel here. So, we understand that this Bible account shows us that there is many different things that you could take it. and There's many different applications here. Now, there's one interpretation. Obviously, we know the Scriptures has one interpretation, but many different Bible applications. We can apply it in different areas and aspects of our life. We can see that the filled vessel here, or the cruise of oil, had that, that, uh, that oil that she had. It maybe would not have been very full. Maybe it only had a little bit of oil left in it. Okay, and so after that we see that she had to take all these vessels. So imagine, if you will, you're borrowing all these vessels. Do you think that she said, okay, I need to borrow those clean, emptied, and, and ready-to-use vessels from my neighbors? No, she said, I just need those vessels. I need them. I need them, and I need them right now because the man of God has told me to do something here. And so she went and borrowed those vessels. Do you think she had to clean them? Probably. Do you think she had to empty them? Maybe they had some dirt and grime and stuff in there, didn't you? I'm pretty sure they did. Now, if you just leave a vessel out on your counter or something like that, or if you leave a jar, my wife does some canning. Okay, so she does some, some different canning. She does green beans, she does tomatoes, and all kinds of good stuff. And so she has probably about, I don't know, what do you think, 100 vessels or 100 different jars or something on top. On the back of our wall, we have, or in our kitchen, it's, it's wall-to-wall cans. Basically, I mean, you see all cans all over. Some of them are empty. Actually, most of them are empty. So what we have to see sometimes, she takes those cans down or she takes them, them jars down and she has to clean them. Because once they get set for a while, they get dust all over them. Okay? So they get dust all over them. She has to clean them. She has to wipe them off or she has to rinse them underneath some hot water and clean them out, make sure that that... Because that's going to contaminate the food. If she leaves them like that, that's going to contaminate the food and that wouldn't be very tasty when you open up a can of green beans and you, they're kind of rotten. So, needless to say, this woman had to borrow all these vessels and she had to clean them, she had to empty them. I think we can assume that. I, I, don't, I don't want to belabor where the, where the Bible is silent, but I think we can assume that she had to clean them out or she had to empty them, she had to get them ready to be poured into. Okay? So tuck that in the back of your mind. What do we see here? The Christian life, first, we have to be saved. Obviously, in order to be a Christian, you have to be saved. 
What are we before we're saved? What are we? Well, I beg to illustrate here, and hopefully it doesn't drop. This is what we are. We have an earthen vessel. We are a vessel, but it's not a vessel that really can be used. Before we're saved, we have a vessel, but it's not really a vessel that we can be used because it's full. What's it full of? It's full of sin. Our life is full of sin. It's, it's dirty. It's with dirty within and without. You know, sometimes sin, you can see it. You can see it on people because it's just, it's just, it's just it within and without. A lost person, I think of myself when I was lost, you know, I looked good on the outside. I grew up in church. I was, I was in church all my life. You know, I, ra- I was raised in church. And, uh, and it wasn't until I was 21 years old until I had a head-on collision with the Holy Ghost. 21 years old. I thought I was saved when I was 8 years old. But I just made a profession just to please mom and dad and granddaddy. But the thing is, I still was in a condition such like this. I was a vessel, an earthen vessel, but I was a vessel full of sin, dirt, grime, and gook. I had nothing to offer to God but that. But that is just what God is looking for. God is looking for some vessels. Now, picture this. We are in charge as Christians to go and find some vessels, aren't we? When we go soul winning, you know, we are all finding these vessels all around. They may look like that. They may, we may see a lot of vessels out there. We may see a lot of people that are, that are just filled with, with dirt and, and gook and grime and, and, and it, they're just filled with it. But Christ says, I need you to go. I want you to go find those vessels. And I want you to bring them. Where do you want me to bring them, Lord? I want you to bring them to the cross. I want you to bring them to an area where they can be changed. Where they can change from this dirty old vessel into something that I can use for my honor and glory. So that's a sinner's state right here is this first vessel. This sinner without Christ. Okay, so that is our first vessel. What has to happen to that vessel? It has to be emptied. That first vessel has to be emptied. Matthew 8 to 28, we said go, but this one says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing in them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. A Christian, as Christians, we need to go find those vessels because they're precious. They, they may look worthless on the outside, in, even on the inside. But God says, I have greater things in store for that vessel. I have greater things in store for that vessel for my use. The lost person is dirty and filled with sin. We see that first vessel. Our spirit in that state is dead. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1, it says, You hath he quickened who were dead in your trespasses and sins. Before we're saved, our spirit is dead. We don't have a spirit to give to the Lord because it's dead. Romans, 8 and cha- uh, Romans chapter 8 and verse 10 it says, And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. Only by Christ's righteousness is that Spirit made alive. Amen. Now let me say this here. The Spirit is made alive when you get saved, then it was dead when it was dead before. And in Ephesians... Well, let me, let me stop here for a second. We have this dirty vessel. 
We have this dirty vessel and that's that sinner. And I'm spending a little bit of time here because it's very needed. We have that vessel that's dirty and it's full of sin. And when they find a time when they can come and get emptied, it's once and for all. You're never going to have to empty that again. Now, will you sin again after you get saved? Yeah. But your eternal spirit is forever clean. Once you get saved, your eternal spirit is forever clean. Now let me pull up another vessel here. A person that gets saved by the redeeming blood of the Lord Jesus Christ gets emptied. Christ's blood pays the debt that He did not owe and the debt that we could not pay. Our sin was poured out. After that, Christ came to die for our sins and our vessel has no longer no longer will be filled with sin and we no longer have to have that eternal judgment in a place called hell. Our sin, our body, our, our, our vessel, our inner spirit is no longer filled with sin. It's no longer dead, but it's been quickened. Now, I, I had a different illustration I was going to put with inside these vessels another vessel and that was going to be representing the Holy Spirit. And inside our vessel, our earthen vessel, which is, you can see our bodies, our bodies hold our soul and our spirit. We, we don't, we don't uh, basically, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven. So the thing is, we have to see that this is our earthen vessel, but with inside is what inherits the kingdom of heaven. Our spirit with inside of us will inherit the kingdom of heaven. Ephesians chapter 26, the church that He might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing and the water of the Word. Okay, what this is talking about now is once you're saved, we need to clean up. Now look, we have an earthen vessel here, but it still has some pictures of sin in our life. Sometimes we have to understand that things are not going to happen overnight. Our life is not going to be completely clean overnight. We're going to walk into Christianity knowing that Christ has died for our sins and knowing that we have been eternally cleaned by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, but our body bears some scars from sin. Our body bears some scars from the pleasures of sin from a season. But we have to understand that Christ says, now that you're saved, I need you to clean up. Why? Why do you need to clean up? Well, for His service. And to present your body a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. That's Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. The lost person who gets saved, the Spirit is quickened and clean forever through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. However, the other element here is the rest of our life on earth. We need to be holy because God has commanded us to be holy for He is holy. Be ye therefore holy, for I, the Lord God, am holy. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 11 it says, But if the Spirit of Him that is raised up from Jesus from the, the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by the Spirit that dwelleth in you. You need to start cleaning. What's the agent? What's the agent of cleansing and cleaning? Well, the Bible is our agent of cleansing and cleaning. We take the Bible, it's the washing of the water of the Word. 
It's wonderful. We can sometimes, you know, so, let me illustrate this. Okay, you have this dirty vessel on the outside. You, you're forever washed by the blood of the Lamb. You're, you have an eternal home in heaven. Now God says, I need you to do some work from the inside out. You need to start cleaning. Get in your Bible. Start praying. Start reading God's Word and let it burn with inside you. Let it burn with inside you. Let you get the, the washing of the water of the Word. You, you clean it up. You start rubbing on the outside a little bit here and there. Now, we won't be completely clean, okay? We're not going to eradicate sin in our life completely until we go to heaven. Sin will no longer be a, an element in our life in heaven because there is no sin in heaven. And that's a wonderful thing. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and 15 Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of an harlot? God forbid. Basically what it's saying is that your body is a member of Christ. Your body must represent something here on earth. And it needs not to be involved with the things of this world. And to show your body a living sacrifice is what God is looking for. First Corinthians 3.16 says, Know ye not... That you are the temple of the holy, a uh, temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Our temple, which is our body, our vessel here, we can see. We can wash it, we can clean it, but we have to understand that that's going to be a continual process. Salvation is not a process, but a, living a sanctified, consecrated life for Christ, that's a process. That's going to take some time. You are instantly saved when you call upon the name of the Lord for your salvation. And you repent of your sin and just fall on your knees and just ask God to forgive you. But after that point, that's where your work has to come in with your faith. Your faith, a faith that works. A faith that works. We start cleaning. We start cleaning up our life. We start looking at our vessel and understanding by the Holy Spirit's leading in our life that He will tell us some things that He wants us to put inside and also some things that He wants to take out. He wants to take out some things in our life, but you never take out without putting in something good to replace it. You need to put in something good to replace it. Christians, we need to keep confessing our sin to God, not for salvation, but for our relationship with God. Our relationship with God. 1 John 1, 9 and 10. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all <coughs> unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we, have make, uh, we make Him a liar and His Word is not in us. We have to make sure that we're cleaning our lives in a way that we're showing us, or showing Him rather, a clean vessel. That he can use. Matthew chapter 23, uh, verse 25. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. Thou blind Pharisee, cleanse first that which is within the cup and the platter, and that, uh, that the outside of them may, all, may be clean also. We have to focus on. First, cleaning out the spirit that was salvation. Then we focus on cleaning the outside of the cup. He wasn't saying that you were a hypocrite Pharisee for, for cleaning the, the outside only, but he said you were a hypocrite because you were not cleaning the inside out. We need to have make sure that we have a clean life with inside and without. 
That's the fallacy today when you hear all these modern churches today. They say that you can just come as you are and leave as you came. You don't have to worry about cleaning out the outside whatsoever. You can just live whatever you want to live. But God doesn't say that. God says we must be clean because we must present our bodies holy as He is holy. Because of what He did for us. He paid the ultimate price. He, we were bought. We were bought by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We must glorify ourselves, Him, in our bodies, which are God's. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even into the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrows and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The word of God knows exactly how you must treat your vessel. The word of God knows and shows you how you should treat your vessel and how you should clean your vessel. When you clean your life up, you can present your body something to God that He can be pleased with. Not to puff yourself up. Not to put a suit on and say, look at me, Lord, I'm I'm doing great. I'm doing wonderful. I'm just this perfect little child of yours, Lord. No, He says, I want you to be clean just because I commanded you to be clean. I want you to wash your life through the Word of God and through prayer and through a close relationship with me because that's just how you need to live your Christian life. To be unspotted from this wicked world. So now we have a sinner that is filled and needs to be emptied. We have a sinner saved by grace that needs to start working on their life. And we have a saint. They may not be perfectly clean and they won't be. But they can be presenting their life that they can now be filled. They can clean their life up where the Lord can fill their life up with something good. This last vessel, we need to be the filled vessel. We first need to be empty. Then we need to be clean. And then we need to be available for the Lord to fill. We need to be emptied, clean, and then be available for the Lord to fill our lives up with the things of the God that will He can use a filled vessel a filled vessel filling of the Holy Spirit we've heard that before when you're filled with the Holy Spirit you may you have one indwelling of the Holy Spirit and that's where I wish I had those smaller vessels you have one indwelling but you can have multiple fillings pouring out and that was the interesting thing that I read about this passage of scripture it said that she poured out she went and found those vessels, didn't she? She found those vessels and then she cleaned them up. She emptied them out and she got them ready to be poured into. That's what God does with us. He cleans us up. Eternally empties us out of all of our sin. He casts our sin as far as the east is from the west. He puts them in the depths of the deepest of the ocean. And He says that I no longer see you by you. I see you through the lens of the Lord Jesus Christ. And now, present your body a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. Clean up your life. Get it ready to be filled. Get it ready to be filled. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. God says, 
In James chapter 4 and verse 8, Draw nigh unto God, and He will draw nigh unto you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. We need to be filled. We need to present our bodies available for God to fill us. And then, what is the purpose from this point on? Well, here's another thing. What did she do with all that oil? She took it and she sold it. She took it and she sold it. What she sold sell it too. She told she sold it that, yes. But I think about this. When we get into heaven, when we get into heaven, we're going to have some crowns. We're going to have some crowns and oh here there's the vessels right there. I don't want to anyway, needless to say, we have some crowns that we're going to be able to cast at Christ's feet. We have something that we can present to God. We can present Him our lives. We can present Him a filled vessel. And we can say, Lord, here's just what I'm giving to You. I know that I'm not going to be able to pay off that debt, but here You are. I have a vessel that's full for Your service. For You. To give back to You. I'm not going to be able to completely pay off that debt. Now, she did. The widow did pay off her debt. But our Christian life We're never going to be able to pay off that debt that the Lord paid for us. But we can just do something for Him. We can do something for Him. We can can just understand that when we are filled with the Holy Spirit of God, when we read our Bible and get it in our heart and let it burn and hide it in our hearts that we might not sin against God, we must memorize it. We must read it. We must let it burn in our heart. You know, I was called to preach last year of uh, August August 4th of 2015 and uh, I had contemplated that for a while I thought that maybe the Lord might be leading that way I've been in engineering for 10 years now almost I've been in church my whole life my grandfather was a preacher sometimes you just have to think what's the Lord going to use me for? I think he's got plenty of engineers in this world, but he needs some good men. He needs some preachers. I'm not saying I'm a good man. I'm just saying that I'm available for the Lord. We may have to consider that. Not necessarily all of us are going to be preachers, but all of us need to be at least willing to clean our lives up and present our vessel to God, filled to Him, that He might use it. That He might do something with it. He says, now I want you to pour out See, the thing is, we can keep pouring from this point on. Once we're filled, we can pour out into another vessel. And another. And another. And another. And another. She kept pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring. And then the oil eventually stayed. The oil is not going to stay in our life until we're in glory. Until we're in heaven, the oil will no longer be stayed. Or it will stay well, means it no longer could be poured out anymore. So we need to be willing to be filled because there is a pouring from this point into another vessel. We can show people the love of Christ. We can show people the love of God. We can tell them the great, wonderful news of the Gospel. When she was pouring out in those other vessels, we pour out the Gospel. We pour it out into a vessel. We can show people that the gospel is something that they can actually have some good confidence in and know that it's truth because God's word is truth.
Most of the time people try to wonder what is truth today. They try to wonder, well, what is truth? How do we know what it is? But the thing is, there is an element of faith that we can't get past. You can either put your faith in this world or you can put your faith in the loving, kind, gracious Savior Jesus Christ and God, our eternal King. So where do we find ourselves today? Well, if you're here, we need to be saved. And if you're here, we need to start consecrating our life and sanctifying it, presenting it wholly acceptable unto God. And if you're here, don't get pompous and pious. Because understand, you need to be filled. Just because you're an empty, clean vessel doesn't mean God's going to use you from this point. You need to be doing some things for Him. We need to get out there and understand, be filled because we need to pour out. Be filled because we need to pour out. We need to pour out to God. We need to show other people that they can be emptied. They can be emptied of their sin for all of eternity and then they can be cleaned and then they can be a vessel that can be filled as well. It's a continuous cycle. The vessels, the wonderful vessels, the wonderful story of this widow and it's a wonderful picture of our Christian life. And the picture of oil is the Spirit. We can see that. We can understand that. And this last point I want to see, I want you to understand. When my wife, when my wife does some canning, she puts these lids into a little pan. She heats it up and boils some water. And uh, she will put those lids in there and she'll put it on top. And then she'll either put it, the can filled with any, any sort of sorts of vegetables or whatever and she'll put that lid on top of it it's still soft and pliable and then she'll put that lid on there screw it tight and then the canner will take all the air out of it and then it'll eventually seal it'll eventually seal we are sealed unto the day of redemption it's wonderful to know that there is no way that God is going to get any of us plucked out of his hand We are sealed. That seal is going to be something that's going to be staying. Staying there, ready for His service. Let's all pray. Bow our heads, close our eyes. Wonderful message tonight. Be the filled vessel. Great challenge. Wonderful challenge for us. I challenge you, if if you're at one of these states in your life, I don't know if we'll have an invitation tonight, but... Maybe we should just uh, stop and pray for a little bit and ask the Lord what He wants us to do. See where the Lord wants us to be in our life and we must understand if we are lost, we need to be emptied once and for all of our sins. And then we need to be, once we're empty, we need to be cleaned. And then we need to be filled. That's what the Lord wants us to do. I'll give you a time of invitation. Maybe you just play a couple of verses. Maybe you just want to come to the old-fashioned altar tonight and speak to the Lord. I don't know. Not a typical Wednesday night message, but it's a needed one. If you're a sinner tonight that you have never trusted in Christ, I challenge you today to put your faith and trust in Him. There's no better life to live than the life of a Christian. No better life to live than the life that you can serve the Lord. And Christian, if you would observe your life, understand we have some cleaning to do and we have some cleaning all the time. We need to confess our sins to the Lord. We need to confess our sins and present our bodies a living sacrifice wholly acceptable unto God and then be willing to be filled.
where God wants us to be, be filled. All right, church family, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your patience and your kindness and for Pastor inviting me to come out tonight. I hope that was an encouragement to you. I don't know if it was. If not, <laughs> better luck till next time, I guess. So, your preacher does a wonderful job, I know. So, Let's be dismissed with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to be here tonight. I just thank you so much for your word. And I just pray that you please help us to observe what it has for us. Wonderful applications all throughout it and wonderful uh, wonderful words of life that we can live in our own lives as a, as a Christian. Please help us to put feet into our prayers and get out there and do the good work for you. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.